Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the best connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Eyes West. This is Dick Crawford, and today's introduction was from today's guest, Bill Leeper, from the Denver metro area. Bill and I have trained in the same network for many years and have a very similar approach to the real estate business. That's why I trust him implicitly. Today's episode is a fantastic opportunity to get to know Bill and the Denver metro area that he serves. If you would like a formal introduction to Bill, simply contact me or your local agent, the person who shared this episode with you, and we will hook you up and, and definitely stay in contact. Eyes West is now on six popular podcast platforms. So as a quick side note, when searching for the Eyes West podcast, use all one word, Eyes West. And our Facebook page is called Eyes West Podcast. It has all the episodes posted and some fun articles about life in the West as well. So be sure to check that out. So thank you for being on the program today, Bill. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, Dick. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, it's good to have you with us. Uh, let's, uh, let's jump right in and start with your work. Take a, take a minute here. Where are you in your real estate career today? Well, Dick, I grew up in South Denver and, and have been a full-time realtor for 17 years, specializing in residential real estate, and I feel very grateful to work with great clients in such a wonderful place. Uh, I'm the co-founder and principal agent for Your Call It a Home Group, We've got several full-time agents along with a support staff to uh, serve our clients' needs. Let's get a brief profile on how you work. What's your approach to the business of real estate? Well, much like you, Dick, I, I work by referral. Uh, 97% of my clients uh, are introduced to me by someone I know or, or past clients or perhaps they're repeat clients or by real estate agents from across the nation wanting their clients that are moving to Denver to have a great real estate experience. You know, working by referral is, is, is I believe, the best way to uh, have a great career because unlike other agents, I don't spend any time cold calling or worrying about where my picture is going to end up on a park bench or a billboard or anything like that. I devote 100% of my time into serving my clients and they, in return, then introduce me to other great people that I can work with. Isn't that the most fun part about it? That is. It, it is so nice to be able to have connections with people that you're working with. Um, I've even had multi-generational clients where I worked with the parents and then the parents, and now uh, I'm starting to work with some of their kids as well. So. It's really a great way to do business, and I feel very connected to my community because of it. And in our, our work as realtors, we wear a ton of different hats, uh, depending upon the situation. What's your favorite hat to wear? Give me one. Oh, man, that's hard. It's, it's hard to say one. Uh, real estate, there's, just, there's lots of different hats to wear. Um, I love the negotiation piece and being able to uh, strategize with my clients, determine exactly what they are looking for, and then be able to uh, take their situation and negotiate the best deal for the house that they really want. Um, and so a, a lot of that then also becomes creative problem solving on, 
on working with them how to overcome some of the objections and some of the things that, that we get in the road to getting them a good house. Hmm. Very good. And I think the I think the negotiation hat sometimes actually becomes a helmet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, it certainly does, especially it, in this market. We're we're in a situation where it's a very fast competitive market. So that's a good analogy, Dick. <laughs> so so it's good that you enjoy that hat because it can be uh, can be uh, can be a little rough and tumble out there. That's good. Now th- right. uh, through that process, how do you help your clients feel comfortable and engaged? Well, even on my, on my uh, business card, I list myself as a real estate consultant. And, and consultant is the important word there. And so I work with uh, my clients to make sure I understand their why, why are they doing what they're wanting to do, what's important to them about the move, um, understanding uh, the aspects, the timing, uh, uh, what exactly they're looking for. So I really act as a, as a consultant and, and uh, educate uh, both buyers and sellers about the process and the current market locate, uh, conditions. Uh, with buyers, I then have several different strategies that we incorporate to make sure that they, uh, they get the seller to select them in the, in the current seller's market that we have. And then for sellers, um, sort of the same but with a little bit different emphasis, I do a lot of work up front discussing what, if anything, needs to be done to market their property, uh, and most importantly, some of the things they shouldn't do, um, not to, uh, you know, to put their money and their resources uh, to the best possible outcome that would increase their net in the transactions. So uh, uh, work a lot in the consulting field and, and doing strategies of uh, what can we do to expose the property in the marketplace and, and that type of thing. Yeah. Two very good qualities, negotiator and consultant. That's, uh, those are high-level things. That's excellent. If I'm looking at the map, what is your geographic area that you serve? What, what, is, what is the Denver metro? Denver itself is a, um, it, it is a city, and, but the important thing is it's not a gigantic city. Um, it's, there, it's actually a community that's surrounded by multiple cities, I, I work in the metro area, but primarily I specialize in the south Denver metro area. So Greenwood Village, Littleton, Centennial, Castle Rock, Parker, Lakewood are some of the, the, uh, the, t- the towns that I do a lot of business in. I will say that I've got a number of clients also in the northern uh, suburbs. The city itself is just, it's just remarkable and a great place to be. Very good. So I, I didn't realize that Denver was kind of a s- small area, but I certainly recognize a lot of those towns that you named. So they're pretty tightly bound in there in the Denver to make up the Denver metro area. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. And I don't mean to imply that Denver itself is small, but it's uh, it's not the entire metro area the way it is in some other locales. Um, it's just made up of a lot of different smaller town communities. How about... Uh, Three bullet points here. What three things do you want our listeners to learn about? Just real quick bullet points uh, for the podcast today. What are they? What do you want them to go away with? Oh, I tell you what. Denver is a beautiful city. We have four beautiful and distinct seasons, but with over 300 days of sunshine a year. And so we make national headlines when we get big snowstorms. Uh, but the thing that most people do, don't realize is that because of our temperate climate and all the sunshine, that snow really doesn't last very long. 
and will tend to melt off in a few days. And because of our setting, we have lots of outdoor activities, hiking, walking, bike riding. Uh, we even have uh, people that play golf year-round uh, because of the mild winters. Uh, we have the largest public park system in the nation with 200 parks just in the Denver city limits, not including the suburbs. And then we have 14,000 acres of city-owned mountain parks and 2,500 acres of natural areas. And then we're also within, and most people know us as a, as a ski town, we're within 100 miles of 25 world-class ski resorts. But, you know, the beauty of living in Denver is that we are really a bigger city set in an outstanding location. So besides the mountains and all of the outdoor activities, uh, we have a very active cultural theater and art scene with outstanding museums and galleries and a nationally recognized performance spaces such as uh, Red Rocks Amphitheater, which is one of the best venues to see outdoor concerts. We're on the touring circuit for the latest Broadway shows and have an outstanding symphony. So we also have five sports teams and three state-of-the-art stadiums and are fast becoming known as a foodie town with lots of fantastic dining options. Dang. Denver's also, I, I tell you what, I, I love Denver. Denver is a great place to be. So you've got the mountains, you've got the ski resorts nearby, you've got large public uh, park systems, you've got year-round golf. Uh, I think you've I think you've got a college there, and it's certainly a, a bit of a vacation hub, uh, or at least the areas around it are places to go. And yeah. you've got some some good growth there um, economically. What tell me a little bit more about the vibe other than the the outdoor activities and such? Is it a college town? Uh, you touched on the theater. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, um, there there is the University of Denver. Uh, and we're very close to the University of Colorado in Boulder. Um, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily a college town. Um, we are uh, certainly a, a community that loves its outdoors and are actively engaged in that. But we also have lots of things to do indoors. You know, being on the edge of the high plains and backing up to the Rocky Mountains, it just gives us a lot of diversity in the things that we do. We're a very friendly town, very... Uh, family-oriented. There's just lots of things to do here. I tell you, I, I love that slope going right down to the plains. It's almost as if you could, you know, in a snowstorm, you could ride a sled all the way to Kansas City. It's just, uh, <laughs> That's that, almost that, true. That's right. <laughs> that, that view there, I've been, I had the pleasure to be in Denver a few times, and that view going to the east is just amazing. Uh, you touched on some popular activities during the year. We can certainly Google temperatures and all that. Um, you talked about year-round golf. Uh, what are some of the other things that, that somebody can expect to do during the year? Well, um, lots of restaurants and brew pubs uh, and entertainment, entertainment options, uh, concerts and festivals in our mountain communities, uh, as well as other festivals, Taste of Denver, the Cherry Creek Arts Festival, uh, just a lot of different and very varied uh, options uh, very close by. Name a couple of the uh, cities or, or destinations, if you will, that someone can get to for a, for a weekend getaway. So somebody's living in the Denver metro area and they want to go to you know, Estes Park or they want to go to Vail or, or something like that. What, name some of those places that they can go to uh, for like a weekend getaway. 
Well, you named a couple uh, uh, premium ones. There's also uh, outside of Estes Park, there's Winter Park. There is uh, uh, Colorado Springs, Manitou Springs, Air Force Academy. And then we've also got uh, Palisade on the Western Slope, uh, where they grow wonderful fruit and have a peach festival in August uh, that uh, is really, really fun to go to as well. Okay, so let's try to narrow it down here. Tell me one thing. This is a tough one, Bill. Sit up straight here. Tell me one <laughs> thing you love, one thing you love about your city and why. Uh, we're very, very um, laid back and enjoy the family uh, sort of pace of living. I had a client recently uh, taking around, out-of-town client taking around showing homes. They made a, a comment. They said, I'm observing two things that I think is so unusual. One is the number of people that are just out walking the neighborhood and the high percentage of those people that have dogs, that they're walking their dogs. So we have, we're very pet-friendly. We're just... Uh, I don't know, nominated is not the right word, but just recognized as top place for uh, dog lovers. It's just a great opportunity for us to uh, not only enjoy that family life, but have lots of outdoor activities to uh, sort of support all the things that we love to do. What are the primary reasons people are moving to the uh, Denver metro area? You know, I have to say quality of life is probably the first one. People that enjoy sort of that outdoor feel and, and, and want a location that they can really uh, uh, move around and, and enjoy that. We seem to have a lot of younger adults moving here, uh, probably because of our economy and our high-tech economic base. And for years, we've been in the top fastest-growing cities in the country. So that's sort of interesting as well. But you know, it's not just all younger people moving here. It's, it's sort of the second wave, if you will, or a lot of the parents of these younger people are also following their kids out to be part of, uh, uh, you know, uh, grandparents and watching their grandkids grow up. So we have uh, actually quite a surprisingly high number of retirees also moving here. And the climate supports it. What about the employment base? What types of employers or industries are making a move there? Yeah, we've got a, a very diverse set of companies that are here, both established and, and startup firms, uh, that due to being a sort of, we're sort of a regional hub for this part of the country, uh, want to have a presence here. So some of the main industry sectors uh, are like uh, space technology, broadcasting and telecommunications, financial services, uh, the informational technology and, and uh, software sector as well. Uh, companies such as Aero Electronics, Lockheed Martin, DaVita, Liberty Media, Comcast, uh, Charles Schwab. They're just, they're, the, the, the list just goes on and on. Very interesting. That's, that's a pretty diverse uh, list you gave as well. Are there any future prospects for big name companies? Any, any news of people buying you know, 100 acres of land on the outside of town? You know, Amazon, uh, like a lot of the cities, we have a hub here. They're expanding that. Uh, Google is uh, not in Denver itself, but uh, very close uh, nearby up in Boulder. The area just seems primed for companies that want highly educated people, um, so that just sort of draws in the companies. So you have a, a new person coming to town. They just bought their house. They're moving in. 
describe two or three ways they can get involved in the community. What, what kinds of things are there to do? Now, obviously, there's going to be the Rotary Club and PTA and things like that. But name a couple of local organizations or, or really prominent organizations that people can join. Uh, you mentioned Rotary Club, and that's a really good one. I'm a member of the Highlands Ranch Rotary Club. Uh, great way to sort of plug in with a group of people that want to make a difference. But there's there's tons of uh, activities, both uh, nonprofit-based as well as community activity-based, such as uh, Ride the Rockies, which is a bike tour that takes place up in the mountains, uh, or the Boulder Boulder, which is a 10K that has uh, tens of thousands of people that do that on Memorial Day. So there's lots of different things to get people hooked into. We also have a huge cultural center with a lot of people volunteering for choirs and and to be part of uh, local bands and orchestras and things like that. So just lots and lots of opportunities. Tell me a little bit more about those two events, the the bike ride and was it Boulder to Boulder? Is that a run? Well, the Ride the Rockies, I've never done it. I'm not a bike rider, but uh, uh, people come from all over the country to start and then uh, actually go from town to town up in the mountains uh, over various mountain passes. It's quite a difficult journey, but it's, it's always fun to, to watch uh, those people come and, and uh, spend, gosh, I want to say it's a week or so, uh, uh, doing that as they venture on down and end up in Denver. And then uh, the Boulder Boulder is, is a 10K community run, very well-known and has uh, extremely good international runners come in and do it, but it's also community-based so that they get a lot of people. Last year with COVID, uh, it didn't happen, but the year before, it was like close to 40,000 people that went and did this uh, 10K run. So oh it's, uh, it's, it's just it's a lot of fun. They ha- it's on Memorial Day. They have a huge celebration, Memorial Day celebration with jets flying over, and we end up in the stadium and uh, in Boulder at the at CU, and uh, just have a uh, it's just a great day. And and those uh, jets flying over, they are probably the Thunderbirds out of Colorado Springs. Is that right? I think you're exactly correct on that. Yeah. Okay, so that's a thrill in itself. Let's uh, let's talk about growth for a minute. Are regional services able to keep up with with all the growth that's going on? Uh, Denver International Airport is going through a remodeling. It's been open now for about 20 years. We've got new healthcare facilities uh, in the southern part of the city that I'm familiar with. Uh, the parks we've already talked about, schools are doing really a great job in, in keeping up with the growth. And then like any city, transportation on the roads, it's always an effort to keep up and keeping them well-maintained and uh, also adding new uh, new freeways when the time is appropriate to keep congestion down. People in Denver are a little bit spoiled. Certainly we have traffic jams. But when I talk to people from L.A. or Houston or Chicago, uh, what, we, what we have here, they just sort of laugh at and say, this is nothing. It's, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's always interesting to get that perspective. And then we've got a great light rail system that allows us to go downtown to enjoy some of the cultural things or sporting events or uh, people that work downtown to use as a, as a way to commute downtown without driving. So, 
Well, I, this is the portion of the program where I, where I always say retire, retirees just want internet, health care, and an airport. <laughs> so, <laughs> good weather's Very nice, but, but internet, health care, and an airport, and retirees are perfectly fine because they can go see the grandkids <laughs> wherever they happen to be or get out of town when, when things get a little bit too much. So it right. uh, sounds like you've got a little bit of all of that, and things are being um, handled quite well in, in the midst of the growth and such. That's very important for people. I think everybody um, across the country learned a lot from the L.A.s and the Houstons and, and such in terms of growth and planning for it. So um, good to know that that's going on in Denver as well. Let's talk about um, home price ranges and such. Uh, Southern California, of course, we can go from 750 to a million 750. Um, it's kind of crazy down here. What What is your local median or average home price uh, there in, in Denver Metro? Well, for a single family home, the median price uh, last month was 580,000. For a condo townhome. Uh, we're probably looking at about 375. So we've had a run-up in prices the last couple of years, like most everybody in the United States. But we're still uh, we're still in that affordable area right now. And that for that 580, you get a three to four bedroom home in the neighborhood of 3,500 square feet, two to three car garage. Lot sizes in Denver differ greatly depending on when the home was built. A home's built in this in the 60s and 70s tend to have close to quarter acre lots. Uh, we're we're now not not quite as big as land gets more expensive and and a real shift in in uh, wants and needs from the buyers. They they tend to want to have a little bit of a yard, but they don't want to spend a lot of time maintaining it. So the builders have figured out that smaller lots are probably okay. So we have a little bit smaller lots in the newer homes. That's an interesting point about the lots. Yes, we, we want our space, but we don't want to take care of it, or we don't want to have, <laughs> yeah. to, have to maintain we, it. You know. That's right. We don't want to mow that yard. That's no, right. no, but doggone it, we want a good-looking lawn. Um, <laughs> now, how do uh, gated communities or 55-plus communities, how do those play into that? Is there a, is there a good smattering of those? Yeah, there certainly is, depending on price point. Uh, there, there are a number of very nice gated communities. Uh, a recent trend for a lot more 55-plus communities that are sort of built around the concept of lock and leave so that you can very easily pack up and go to your second home or go visit relatives or whatever and not have to worry about uh, uh, the home and, and that type of thing. But the vast majority of homes aren't necessarily in gated communities. We have a lot of planned communities where it's homes of different values and different sizes keep the diversity uh, going. Highlands Ranch is probably a good example of that in the southern part of the city where you have uh, just a little bit of everything and sort of its own community, uh, but it's all planned and the streets are lined up well and just good utilization of resources and space. So good diversity of housing. How about the supply of new homes? Is new construction uh, keeping up, or is it having a tough time like everywhere else in the country? Well, it's it's a little of a tough time. Uh, you know, here it is, spring of 2021, and and as we're coming out of that, wood prices are are uh, high. 
labor is not as easy to find as it has been in the past. But I will tell you that uh, there is a lot of building taking place right now uh, around the edges of the cities. They're doing a, a number of infill spots as well. So there's a lot of construction happening right now in Denver. That's actually very good to hear because so many people are having a tough time with it. And you mentioned the outskirts of town. Um, a lot of agents are are mentioning that they had their their growth zone, if you will, an imaginary border around the town, and they've bumped up against it for years, and now they've decided to re, um, redefine that border and expand the area that's available for growth. Is there anything going on like that in, in the Denver metro area? You know, we're seeing a lot of growth up north uh, and then also to the east. You know, obviously with with the city sort of set, pushed up against the mountains, it's easier for us to expand going any direction but west, which is where the mountains are. So it, it, it really is around the outskirts at this point. Like I said, there are some infill building happening, but uh, uh, the big open spaces uh, outside the city is where the majority of the building is taking place. Yeah, yeah there you go, all the way to Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, how can you help an out-of-town buyer with new construction? What's your approach to that? Oh, well, we can – you mean if they're going to stay out of town during the process? Yeah. Yeah, somebody blows into town to meet or to, to visit with their family, and they like it there. They you know, want to put some money down on a house, and, of course, that house isn't going to – isn't going to come to fruition for nine months. In the meantime, you know they can't be coming back every weekend to keep keep track of things. How how can you help them over that over that process? Well, I'm their feet on the ground, and that's and so I help them stay on top of it. I go out and visit uh, the place depending on the schedule that they'd like to see. Take pictures, do videos. Um, I'll attend uh, any of the inspections that need to happen arrange good communication between them and the builder representatives as they choose uh, the different finishes and, and that type of thing. So it really is all about communication. And I work real hard at staying in, in good communication and good contact with the clients. Are there quite a few projects going on? I mean, do you have any idea, uh, this is kind of out of the blue, but any idea of, of the quantity of homes or is it, is it just all over the map? No, I don't have a number for you. Uh, the uh, I, I will say with the market being as tight as it is for resale homes, uh, there has been a lot of buyers that have chosen going down the building uh, pathway. And yeah. because of that, there's just lots and lots of activity. No, that's very, a very common answer I'm getting. Just a lot of activity right. and people are, are kind of reverting to that. And it's basically saying, why should I look for a resale home for nine months so I can put my money down and just wait for my new home for nine months? Right. Uh, so it's a good, very good alternative. Now, during that process, uh, can a buyer find a rental for a few months before they buy or before their home is, is finished? Because that might be part of the equation, too. They've sold their home, and, and uh, now they're waiting for their next one. What's, right. What's the rental market like? Is it short-term rental or is it uh, very little available? Well, like most places, there's not a lot of short-term. Uh, and when I say short-term, we're probably talking, you know, three months, six-month type leases. Mm -hmm. um, but but it's certainly possible. 
but the, the interesting thing is I've had several clients come in and say, we're going to use this time period to do a little exploring. So they might live in a part of town that they wouldn't normally consider for long term. Uh, one couple chose to live downtown in a uh, rental um, so they could take advantage of some of the metro, you know, cultural bars, restaurants, just to have a sort of a different experience than the suburban life that they were, were going to end up with and, and having purchased. I've had uh, one out-of-town couple decide that they wanted to, because of uh, school-aged children, wanted to go ahead and rent in the community that, uh, where the school was going to be, where their child was going to end up. So they wanted to go ahead and get themselves established. So it just really just sort of depends. But there's certainly lots of options out there, especially with the innovation of VRBO and uh, other short-term rental uh, commercial things that uh, have cropped up to, uh, to give some people some options. You touched a little bit on this in your answer about the rental, uh, or, or rather the approach to the rental market. But what two or three things should the out-of-town buyer consider when looking to buy? Uh, you talked about you know, where they might want to live in a rental, but how about when they're looking to buy, what kind of things should they really consider? I always would love to have my out-of-town buyers come and spend some time with me, at least a weekend, if maybe not a little bit more. And I, I want to show them the different areas of town, give them a sense of what it might be like to live there, and then also to maybe start looking at some homes, not necessarily to make the purchase decision, but to start the process of doing a level set with what the price here is in Denver and what the value you get for that price. You know, if you're, if you're a buyer moving from California, that's going to be a little bit different. You're going to be pleasantly surprised with what you can buy here for the price. If you're not so lucky and are moving from a small town in the Rust Belt, then, then you won't, the surprise you have won't be so pleasant. It'll be uh, you know, a little bit more expensive than what you've been having. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, it's, it's important for, for people to be able to start looking at where they want to live so that we can sort of focus in on, on those areas. And then secondly, really, they need to know what their needs and wants and the difference between them. In other words, a want might be an open concept floor plan, but if we couldn't find exactly that because the, the housing stock at the time is maybe uh, a little bit older and more traditional floor plans, really what their need is is for a good functional floor plan. They might want the open concept, but really their need is for a good functional floor plan. So knowing what your needs and wants are and, and having the couple, and this is where the consultant part enters back in, and having the couple start agreeing on what's important. Is it the garage or is it the kitchen, which is always the, the battle between the sexes, <laughs> um, you know, that type of thing. But to start helping the couple get a grasp on what they want as a couple uh, in their new home. That is absolutely ground zero in the conversation. There's no question about it. If uh, right. and I think you made a very important point. There's a distinction between wants and needs. And we kind of give it lip service, but there really is an important distinction. And that's a great, great place to start. You know, when you, when you send a rocket to the moon, if you're one degree off, it doesn't look so bad. Um, 
in the beginning, but boy, you're never going to come close to the moon if you keep that one degree trajectory, you know? That's uh, right. You've got to make adjustments and, and yeah. watch where you're at and figure out where you need to go. That's exactly right. right. And if you're not headed in the right direction from the get-go, you, you better really be aware. So good. That's good advice. <laughs> Very good advice. You might end up on Mars, which eh, might not be so bad, but just be aware that you're going to be in a different place than you thought you'd be. Well, Bill, we, we've talked about so much here today. Is there anything you'd like to add? Is there anything that we maybe missed or something that you, were, uh, you wanted to you know, squeeze in edgewise? Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, you've done a really good job of, of uh, letting me talk about uh, the area. I guess the only thing is if, if they're not sure that Denver's the right spot for them, uh, just knowing that I've got a lot of different contacts throughout the state and would be happy to uh, get them hooked up with a great professional, be it up in the mountains or uh, Colorado Springs or Pueblo or just different places around the state. So uh, just just know that I can help in a lot of different ways. Very well said. That really cuts to the quick of the way we work, isn't it? Um, you know, yes. I started off the the show today just telling people that you and I have trained in the same network for so many years. That's why I trust you Im implicitly. And it goes the same way with you and the people that you would, um, you know, the agents that you would refer. We just know where each other's coming from, and because we've trained in the same network for so long, so we trust our contacts implicitly to take care of our clients, and that's that's a number one. So true, so true. Well, Bill Leeper from Denver Metro, thank you for being on the show today. I enjoyed catching up, and I certainly appreciate your time. And I hope that we see each other again uh, soon at a regional event. Dick, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed talking with you today. Pleasure was all mine. You take care, be safe, and have a great week. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Bill Leeper, an experienced and certainly personable professional ready to help you land on both feet in the Denver metro area. If you'd like me to introduce you formally to Bill, please feel free to contact me or your local agent, the one who shared this episode with you, and we will be happy to hook you up, and of course, Bill will be happy to consult with you. To understand the real value of using a, a realtor known to me and my colleagues, just as we alluded to a moment ago, Listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's called the Eyes West Resource. It's at the bottom of the list at number one. And in that episode, I make a few points. Uh, the most important one is how valuable our relationships are. Be sure to listen to that episode. Whenever searching for Eyes West, remember, be sure to enter it as one word, Eyes West. And to learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs down here in North Orange County, California. And I have trustworthy colleagues throughout California who can help in areas outside my expertise, just like Bill mentioned about his folks outside of the Denver Metro. That's all for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, be good, be well, and be safe. <laughs>